podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast with me, PB, and I'm once again joined by Pet. And we've won another game. There's been an international break, but we returned from that to travel to Goodison Park, a ground that has been very horrible for us in recent years. And as Pets just said to me off air, quite a boring game. But my response was, this is one game I'm quite happy to be boring, given uh, given how it's gone in recent years. Do you agree with that, Elise, Pet? Absolutely. I'll take a 1-0 away at Goodison at St. Mary's, any of these grounds that prove annoying to us. Um, I think pretty, the pretty fact, yeah, the fact that it wasn't more exciting was partly because Everton had absolutely zero threat and that was testament to our, our control and perhaps game plan. We'll get into the team a little bit in a minute, but um, yeah, you know, sometimes those games at Goodison Park, no matter who they play, they can make it quite an interesting game for the neutral, at least, because they can have some threats and um, counter-attack and set-piece threat, at least. But we we nullified it, for sure. I mean, let's um, we've got a lot to talk about that we're going to try and squeeze into the show because we're talking on the eve of our Champions League return. We've got the North London derby at the weekend, which we'll touch on as well. But um, we want to talk about the Everton game. I mean, being done to death on other podcast so we won't dwell on it too much but obviously two big changes um for this fixture Fabio Vieira in for Havertz and Raya in for Ramsdale and I've been sort of suggesting that I felt Raya may come in sooner rather than later for a few weeks um so I wasn't shocked but I did think that maybe given Ramsdale's form away from home he he might stick with him in this one and then um give Ryan the Champions League, but he's obviously obviously felt he wanted to make the change at that point. So were you surprised with either of those changes? And um, yeah, how are you feeling on, on sort of the knock-on impacts that, that may happen there? I don't know which one I was more surprised at, actually. As you said, Ramsdale's away form, especially the further north you travel. If you think about Newcastle, Liverpool, away last season where he was he was quite stellar. Um, even like when we went to Leeds, I don't know if you remember that game, we kind of got away with the 1-0 win. I thought a home game would actually be the one to bring Raya in for, but I suppose the one thing he's looked at is maybe long balls and claims. Like, uh, is Everton's only threat going to be from set pieces? And he clearly felt maybe Raya was better suited for that. Um I did think it would make more sense for a home game with that in mind, because I think now you're in a position where actually maybe you'd quite like to play Raya at home against PSV and Spurs. Um, but then what does that mean for, for like, do you then play Ramsdale in the, in the league cup against Brentford? I was actually equally surprised by the Vieira one. Like I, I was pretty certain Vieira would come back into the side against PSV and then whoever had a better game between Havertz at Goodison or Vieira at PSV would start against Spurs, but clearly he's gone for Vieira against probably one of the most physical combative midfields in the league, which was, I think, almost a, a bigger shock to me. Um, mm. but, I, but both of those decisions um, were the correct ones, clearly. 
I mean, um, Fabio Vieira wasn't in the Portugal squad, was he? I don't think. Just double check. Does he still play for the under 21s, though? Um, so that Portugal. Because he's, he's been with the under 21s the last couple of international breaks. Because obviously, there's the international break when some players stay behind, have a bit more time. I mean, Raya did go with Spain, but I don't believe he played mm. in either game, whereas Ramsdale did play the most recent game, may have had a slight impact on things. Um, but That's a good point, actually. But I do feel, you know, I've, I've said it a couple of times that I felt this, um, this was a change that the manager was looking for a chance to make. And, and I did say when we talked about the United game that I wonder, even though it wasn't a huge like error, and, and and I know you feel it's not really an error at all. It felt like he was waiting for some opportunity to to bring Raya in because I think we what we saw cutting into the game a bit is maybe underestimated actually the the impact Raya had on this game in terms of how calm he was on possession, how high he played on occasion. Um, I don't think we really see Ramsdale in those areas. He seemed to take the sting out of the crowd and and maybe that was why he was selected more than anything else and an extra sort of build-up player. And I think we can... I know Arteta's comments about rotation there, but my suspicion is still that he, he's, he wanted Raya before he got Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had an opportunity to get Raya this time. I think he thinks Ramsdale's great and and will be happy to use him and he'll still play many games. I think Ramsdale should play the PSV game and the Champions League um, staff would be good to give him that. Um, I can't look past Raya starting against Spurs after how he played against Everton. It would be weird if he didn't based on that performance. Um, but who knows with what Arteta is doing. What I would say is I've, I've had other... I've heard of a discussion around maybe he wants Raya for the games Arsenal will control um, and Ramsdale comes in for the rest. But we're at a level now where Arteta wants to control maybe every game, even against Man City. I think he likes having more of the ball than Man City. And Man City almost surrendered possession a little bit to us um, in some of the games recently. So I would worry for Ramsdale if that's the line of thinking. You know what I mean? And then even if... Yeah, I mean... Even if it's against teams we're not going to control... So say we think we're not going to control the ball against Man City, you could point to Raya's long passing is extraordinary and we'll need that more than ever against a team where we're sort of playing on the break. So from the tactical point of view, I would worry if that's really the reason because I think Raya has a very slight edge in kind of all the departments, or a lot of them. Well, this is this is my thing, right? Like, so I th- a couple of things don't add up for me. One is I don't. Did you catch any of the game against Scotland where Ramsdale basically played that kind of yeah. third man in the build-up, yeah, which we've yeah. basically never seen him do for Arsenal, which yeah. is weird, right? Like, I think it's more oh, striking though because it's gone from Pope, who doesn't do that at all, to Ramsdale. It's a bit like when Ramsdale came in for Leno, we we were thinking the same. And now when you see Raya, it's kind of just like it's it's small steps up. In that, I know in what you mean. Thing, but, but for us as Arsenal fans, I basically haven't seen Ramsdale do that for Arsenal for a while. Mm. And I, the first when I watched the highlights, my first question was like, why? That seems weird. Um, 
The second thing is, and I, I was saying this on Twitter, like if Arteta does think that he's going to go horses for courses and, well, you know, when he needs a certain attribute in a goalkeeper, he picks that one. What ones does he think that Raya is better at and what ones does he think that Ramsdale is better at? Mm. Because... Really, maybe Ramsdale's better at one-on-ones or, you know, when your back's really against the wall, right? And in a in a big away game like we were at Anfield or whatever. But yeah, but then, when, but when, then when if you, you do like that... plan for that to, to happen, do you know what I mean? Well, like exactly. when are you going to plan to have loads of one-on-ones against Arteta's, I don't know. Arteta's, Arteta's tactical move when that's happening in a game would arguably be to calm the game down and put in Raya who's going to be maybe better at slowing things down, more composed on the ball. Um, Because he hinted that he would have made subs on a couple of occasions. And my feeling is it could have been a game like Anfield. Despite how well Ramsdale was playing, did he want to take the heat out of the game, control the ball, confidently pass it around the back a bit more? But who would you have brought on in that? In that situation, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, I, I, maybe I he meant games... when I had, play, if I had a keeper like this on the bench, I would have done it. I don't know. I think maybe the games he was talking about one is, one is maybe Sporting, when he could have brought on Turner for the penalties, penalties, yeah, and maybe Fulham this season where our defense completely collapsed and we couldn't play out from the back and they had a lot. Their only chance was crosses, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where he wanted to bring Raya on. I don't know. That one of them has definitely got to be Sporting, right? I can't really think of another game. Although to be fair, Arteta has had a lot of goalkeepers in his time. Like he has mm-hmm. had Martinez, Leno, Runison, Ramsdale, now Raya. Like five goalkeepers is is quite a lot for a three year stint at a club. So he maybe there's other games we, yeah. we couldn't we can't be thinking of. But yeah, especially I, I, when we had Martinez and Leno, yeah, we could easily be talking about a situation there because that's kind of the closest to what we've got now, where we've got two number ones, if you like. But um, yeah, it's it, who, who Ram- is going to start midweek. I would give Ramsdale the PS3 game and Raya Spurs. Um, I think Ramsdale's got it in him to, I think his passing was better. I'm not sure statistically, but I think it's was worse towards the end of last season and pre-season he was really poor. Um, so I think he's got it in his locker. Maybe not quite as good as Raya, but I do think he started to wobble when, um, when the games got a little bit nervy towards the end of last mm. season just just booting it out of play or you know that pass against Southampton right at the start I know everyone can make those mistakes but there were a few wobbly moments and I think that's why look we haven't seen Ryan really under pressure he did well to he was part of a team that really took anything out of Everton but they didn't have a lot um, so there's there's a lot more tests to come I don't think there's conclusions to draw but I think it's bad news for Ramsdale in terms of the Premier League, um, because yeah, I can't really see too many tactical scenarios where he's going to want Ramsdale ahead of Raya um, for now. I've yeah, it's a very strange situation, isn't it? Like over, I think the whole thing's been strange from the from the transfer to the how it's being conducted out in the public now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, look, we, what we should say is, I think we've said on here before as well that Deserby is being praised as like the best coach yeah. in Europe at the yeah, moment. Yeah, He's yeah. doing the same thing <laughs> and he is changing in the Premier League. I think they've played like two, one of them's played two, one of them's played three games in the Premier League so far. Um, and they've got Europa League games to come. I mean, even Palace, who aren't in Europe, have bought, um, who did they get? Henderson. And they're still starting Johnston for now. You know, both being in England. Got, um, for the former Benfica goalkeeper, Benfica. don't they? And Turner. Yeah. So, was, I mean, there was a bit of like, is he going to start? Is he not? Yesterday, wasn't there? But things it, are it changing. We're playing like, so I, many games. I, I definitely agree with that. And next season, there's going to be eight group games in the Champions League and whatever. There's going to be loads of games. And if you think that Ramsdale might be number one for England soon and Ryan might be number one for Spain soon, like you never know. The other thing I think about, right, is Ramsdale obviously played through. Um, like a, a really bad personal moment in his life last season. And actually, ironically, that was, I think, three days before that the miscarriage with his partner happened three days before this, the North London derby where he was our man of the match. Mm. Um, but he also has played through like fractured fingers and stuff like goalkeepers. I don't know if you've seen that interview with Rob Green where he like puts his hand out and one of his fingers is completely bent the other way. And he was like, yeah, like you'd fracture a finger, you tape it up and, and play on and goalkeepers still do that to this day. Maybe Arteta was just like, as soon as, as soon as he lost Turner late in the window, he probably turned around and said to Edu, there's no way I can go into a second, into a season where Ramsdale gets injured, has something off the pitch or goes through a bad run of form. And I'm turning to a Quanquel Hine or like a more rudimentary second backup choice. And I do think once Raya's on the table for that little amount of money, like three million pound loan fiend that you can then pay 25 million pounds down the line. I do think Arteta was probably pressing for that really hard. Um, and you know, you're right. Like we could play 55 games this season easily. And if one of them plays 35 and the other plays 20, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? No, no. And as you say, more games even next year. So look, it'd be amazing for us if, if we can keep both happy get them plenty of games because the other side of it is they can get injured like anyone else and um you know if you looked before raya came in it, what was the biggest drop off if we had an injury you'd certainly say in goal so we've um we've de-risked that like we have other positions as well so i remember him having maybe a little bit of a like a groin niggle last season as well do you remember like there was a few times he i know he faked yeah. a couple of times going down when he kicked the ball but i do remember there was a couple of yeah, and he missed time, a but... few games the season before, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, drum, yeah, Leno. Came Leno in, came obviously. in for further away, I think. Yeah, um, so yeah. I don't know. It's a weird situation. What What do you think about um, the Vieira start? Because that was, as I said, yeah. maybe even more surprising to me. So I've just looked, and it doesn't look like he played for under twenty ones or first team. So I think that's probably got. Uh, some impact there as well you know had two really good appearances off the bench and then he's been at the training ground for the last couple of weeks whilst likes of Havertz and even Smith Rowe because I think Smith Rowe went for the 21s for England weren't um, but yeah I was surprised again that it was this fixture because of the physical side of things um, it was a huge test for him and I think I think he played well um, but I think in the circumstances that he 
when you when you think of his weaknesses, you probably think the last thing I'd want is him away at Goodison Park, where they've got Decore, Onana, um, Idrissa Gay as their midfield three. And I thought we saw no um like no problem there really from a physical point of view. You know, he wasn't pushing people off, but he was very quick to things and um looked at home, looked looked much more comfortable than we've seen him when he started games previously, probably. And I think most a lot of the minutes from Vieira previously have come in home games. Um and both those cameos were obviously home games. But I think he surprised me in selecting him, and I think the performance surprised me a bit as well. Um, but I think it's really positive that he's backed up those sub cameos with a with a start to show us that he's um, more than usable. Because to be honest, based on last season and preseason, because I think he's really poor most of preseason. Um, I was thinking this guy needs a loan because we're not going to be able to get him enough starts, and he needs to play football. Because I think before he joined from Porto, he'd only really played one senior season there. He struck me as a guy who had potential, but he really needed to play consistently. And I didn't a month ago see a way of him doing that here. But I think his performances so far show that he really could, which is which is really promising. What do you like? What do you think is the main difference between the way he? plays that role and the way we've seen Havertz play so far this season? I think what was interesting from a tactical point of view is obviously Havertz has that aerial threat and we've been trying to find him at the back post and things not very successfully so far. And because Everton are also so good in the air, particularly their centre-halves, he thought, well, we're not going to, we're not going to play like that. We're going to play with more control I think Vieira, he's not been a very high-touch player, but I think he can be more of a high-touch player than um, Havertz. I think Havertz is he is probably more of a box threat than Vieira. I know he's fluffed that chance against United, but as well as Vieira played against Everton, he did shank a lot of shots um, high and wide. I know he's got a really good shot in his locker when it goes right, but... I see Vieira as probably a bit more of a conductor, final pass person. Um, and I see Havertz probably as more of a a pinning option to hold the ball up. He has been dropping quite deep, sort of acting as that, that pivot to bring others into the game and equally being a box threat from an aerial point of view um, and a finishing point of view. I know we've not seen it yet, but he does have it in his locker as well. So I think they're very different and you can see in a lot of ways even just how they run I think has an impact on how we think about players but I think Vieira he just almost looked like he was scared of the physical side of things when he first joined and now he looks like he doesn't care anymore about that and he's just getting on with his game which is which is really good I was looking at the heat maps yesterday and he plays a lot wider than Havertz, yeah. like a, like noticeably a lot wider. Um, and I do wonder if that is predominantly to allow Zinchenko to dominate. I think it might have been a bit tactical, right? So 
we saw Zinchenko kind of do a lot of right centre mid against Man United to, to leave Rice on the left. Rice played a lot more on the right this time and Zinchenko played a lot more on the left. I don't know what the particular reason for that was. But if you do that, then maybe if you have Havertz in the middle on the left, you kind of overcrowd that left central zone. So with Vieira going, like rotating a little bit more out wide, it kind of just made sense from a tactical point of view. Like I, I, now that it's happened, obviously it's very easy to say in hindsight, but I do think it was to allow Zinchenko to be the L centre mid and Rice stay on the right. I think um, what impacted that as well was probably the Martinelli injury because obviously Trossard then came on left wing and he naturally comes more central. So maybe there's a bit more rotation between Vieira and Trossard after that change. It would have been interesting if his heat map looked any different if Martinelli stayed on, if you know what I mean. But yeah, he, he's definitely more comfortable in those wide areas. He's got a very good left foot. So purely from a crossing point of view in those in those areas, it's not something you would see Havertz really drifting out to the left and whipping across in. You want Havertz in the box. So I think it has a knock-on effect who plays in that position to the players around him. Um, let's talk about another selection, not a change, but the decision not to bring Jesus in for Nketiah. Were you were you surprised by that one? I know we've got two two more games this week. Eddie's been playing quite well. Um, I know Jesus went away with the the Brazil national team. Um, I think came off the bench in both games, whereas Nketiah didn't play. So again, that may have impacted things a bit. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would have started Jesus in this game and given him like 60 minutes and then started Nketiah for PSV. We were talking as well off air, maybe it was a game where if you did play Vieira in that left centre mid, maybe Havertz was the guy to play up front. But then I was thinking about it, we we hardly went long at all, actually, did we? We, I don't think Raya went long, apart from when the ball was in his hands. At I all. think they know, they probably don't underestimate the detail they went into. The crowd at Goodison are lifted with each aerial challenge they win because yeah. yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of the main things they do. So I think Arsenal really looked at this and thought, how can we really dampen the crowd in every way? And they definitely adjusted their, their style of play for this one. For sure. I think... Um... With Eddie, I don't think it was his best game. A lot of people were like, oh, I think he was kind of fine. There was a lot off the ball he did that I didn't like in terms of his runs. Like there was a few times where either Trossard, Odegaard or Vieira had the ball kind of driving in those central zones. And he's made the wrong run, I think, off the top of my head, two or three times. One where he, I think there's a there's a compilation video going around the Vieira's game. and There are a couple of times where he's kind of breaking out, but there's not really anywhere to play the ball. Um, because Eddie's not made the right run. And I think he mm. did it once with Trossard when he was on the pitch as well, where we broke quite late in the game. Um, it was just not not his best game. And potentially that's because he's been kind of loaded quite heavily early in the season and then gone away with international duty. I know he's not played, but it's still quite exhausting to go with a squad and, and train every day very intensely as if you're playing a game. I do think there's that aspect to it as well. Um, I would have liked Jesus to start, but now I do think we'll see Jesus start in the Champions League and then on Sunday as well. I think one of the factors is that Arteta might want to play as many players who have had Champions League experience 
on Wednesday. So mm. I fully expect Jesus, Havertz and Zinchenko to start um, and Saliba to start as well. I think Saliba's played in the Champions League, right? Um, yeah, I think so. So, I, so I, no. you know, I think he'll he'll try and, you know, build the core of players there. I don't know, has Martin Odegaard played in the Champions League? Probably not. Um, like, I'm sure if Thomas Partey was fit, he'd be playing on Wednesday type of thing. I think Arteta will really lean on that. I know it's it's a very Europa league group, but I do think we'll, we'll lean on the experience of those players in case it does get tricky. I mean, let's drift into that conversation then. I mean, how many changes are you expecting for that game? You, you said you expect Jesus Havertz to come in. Obviously, Martinelli's going to miss the game. Do you think Trossard plays there or do you think Nelson gets an opportunity? I think Trossard's got to start. I, I don't really know what people are thinking about when they, you know, when they're like, "Ah, oh, Trossard's not an out and out winger." I looked at his stats the other day. I think he's got twelve goals and assists for Arsenal since January in twelve hundred Premier League minutes. It doesn't really matter where he plays. The guy just makes goals happen, whether it's mm. through assists or goals. And he's been really unlucky with the goals, right? Um, I think he's been unlucky with the Leicester goal where it was chalked off. He's had a couple of um, hit hit the bar, um, etc. All that kind of thing. Um, I think he'll definitely start. The only one where I'm a bit like mm, I'm not sure is whether or not Tommy Asu will start because he's looked very good off the bench. Um, but I, I, as I said before, I just do think he will defer to the players that have played Champions League football before because they know how big an occasion it is. So I, I do expect Havertz and Jesus to come in, Trossard, obviously, um, and then maybe Ramsdale. So I think four changes, four mm. changes from the weekend. Yeah, I think those four, I think there could be a fifth in defence, either with Tomiyasu at either fullback. You know, we don't have the data on the players, as I always say on here, but if if either Zinchenko or White look like any chance of being injured, um, you need them fresh for the Spurs game. I would say it's more Zinchenko, given White's had the international break-off. Um, so Tommy Asimov for Zinchenko wouldn't surprise me for this one, just to keep him fit for the Spurs game. Equally, Gabriel did tire towards the end of that game, played both games for Brazil, can he come back, play three games in a week? Mindful he sat out the first few games. So he's gone from sort of no load to playing a lot of games in a short period of time, a lot of travel. Um, so Kivior perhaps in for for Gabriel there and then keep the keep Zinchenko in. I think he, he might make one change to that back four just to to keep it fresh again, whoever's in the in the red zone. But I think you know what I've tweeted out in the last couple of days, you can you can make four changes. If you look at that side that we've sort of drafted together there, you wouldn't really say it's weaker than the team that played against Everton, which is incredible. I know Jesus obviously better than Nketiah, and so he comes in. Havertz gives you something different to Vieira, if we're presuming he's going to play there. Um, as you say, he's got that Champions League experience. So I don't think you feel like you're getting weaker there. Does um, does Fabio Vieira have Champions League experience as well? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's the other side. You know, we, we're not going to rest everyone. But if, again, if Saka's in the red zone, you could even keep Vieira in the team, give him some minutes from the right and put Havertz in and have 
Vieira swinging in those crosses for Havertz. There's lots of ways we can do this. And I feel like we've played players through knocks and stuff a little bit too much in recent years. And I think we've now really got the opportunity to avoid that, especially so early in the season. Um, whoever are the three players, three, four players who are showing some red flags from a fatigue or injury risk point of view, then there's no reason not to give them a rest. Even if Rice, you know, mindful he's gone and played two games for England as well. You obviously need him for Spurs um, with, with Partey out as well. Jorginho has got a lot of Champions League experience, a lot of high-level international experience. You'd feel comfortable with him at home against PSV. So I wouldn't be shocked. Jorginho's another one, yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I mean, just, just I mean, adjacent to Jorginho, I mean, how good was um, Declan Rice again against Everton? Yeah, another I think... amazing performance. What we talked about is that, you know, maybe not enough games played yet to see his floor but we said Partey was capable of some 10 out of 10s but he was capable of dropping some 4 or 5 out of 10s every now and then Rice doesn't look like he's ever capable of dropping below a 6.5 if I'm being really critical but probably 7 um, it just seems to be his base I like in a way that party got injured because I think we were, would have tried to force Rice into the left eight when I'm not sure that was right. I've always felt Rice was coming in to long-term replace party and felt that was his position. Um, so I think it's worked out quite well. I think we've seen the best of him in that position since. And, and people are saying he's grown with every game. I agree. But I think part of that as well is going into that position, which... He himself has said his way he feels most most comfortable. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's looking like a, a brilliant signing. Still so young, just brings, you know, like Raya. Really, he helps us take the scare factor out of these games because as good as Partey was, and is, there are some instances in games where he has. Um, lost it a little bit mid-game, hasn't he? He's like, I'm thinking Spurs away. I know he was injured a couple of times, but he's completely lost his flow um, at points. My dog is, but I don't know. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, yeah, so I, I just think Rice gives that level-headedness a bit like maybe Rice is going to give us a goal. And I think there's a big mental signings as much as technically he's been been so good i think the way he closed that game out was really impressive right mm. like he kept dropping into the midfield won a few 50 50s i know he gave away the ball at the end which was a a bit of a scare but i do think he just looks so um... and when you consider he had Vieira with his first start oh, um yeah. in a long time really in an away game i think the last one would have been so like wolves or brentford away brentford yeah um, ahead of him and Erdegaard who, who plays pretty high and he was against three really physical midfielders um, when I looked at the team you know we talked about the Vieira thing I felt Rice is going to have to do a lot physically to stop us being bullied and we weren't bullied at all there was no real battle in midfield and that was very much down to how he was um conducting that from from the back so yeah top top quality 
signing and really exciting that we're in a position where we got that player because, you know, when Alex Ferguson was in charge, that's definitely a Man United signing. Maybe had they not got Casemiro the year before, they would have gone hard for him as well. But yeah, really, really good. Um, we've touched on the North London derby a little bit, Pat. Just some very quick thoughts on Spurs. I know they're ahead of us in goal difference. I think there's sort of the group, isn't there, behind Man City on 13 points. They were very close to losing at home against Sheffield United, but did a bit of an Arsenal, maybe even more extreme in that they scored both um, deep, deep into added time. How are you feeling ahead of that game? I know it's at home. Uh, we beat them twice last season, but this looks like a, a different Spurs and, and definitely different tactically. But um, the way he plays, Ans Postacoglu, is quite aggressive and front-footed. Do you think there's a chance we can that might play into our hands a little bit? Yeah, I think this is going to suit us a lot, actually. Um, I'm, I've been trying hard not to predict games early this season, but I really feel... Um, like this game as I did about Liverpool at home last season and Man United at home last season, especially the latter where you've got a team who's come in on some good form, but actually have not really beaten anyone. Like um, the United, like they haven't beaten anyone in the top half of the table, I don't think, Spurs, um, if if I'm correct. So... Yeah, I mean, I know anyone can beat anyone in the in this league, but they haven't really faced a challenge, right? The the best team they've gotten a point off is Brentford, who are in eleventh. Um, beyond that, they've played is it Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Burnley, and Man United, who are yeah. all in the bottom seven. Um, so I don't really think they've had a stern test. This will definitely be their sternest test. I just don't think their defence is going to be able to cope with our with our firepower. I know Martinelli's going to be a big, big loss. I think this would be a, bit, a really good game to have him fit for, but we just should have too much um, up that side of the pitch. And I hope Arteta goes really aggressive. I hope he plays... You know, I, I would like to see Vieira start that game, um, although maybe because they like playing up from the back, he'll go for Havertz and, and try and press them really high. Um, but I just do think there is, it feels like they're there for the taking and we just need to to, to stamp our fits down in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting game, exciting game for the neutral as well, um, given how both teams are playing and have started the season. But I think it's good we play them at home first when they're in this form anyway. And hopefully by the time we go away, they've um, settled down a little bit and um, lost their enthusiasm and maybe even sack their manager because this happened to Conte <laughs> last season. So It's a real chance to, um, you know, they've got Liverpool at home the week after. So it's a chance to, to end derail off the their tracks. season, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, packed in a lot into that episode, but thank you very much for listening to the Fresh Arsenal podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already and give us five stars if you enjoyed it, if you made it this far. I'm sure you have. Sports Social Podcast Network.